0: Thrive Suite Productions It's February 1st, and on this day in 1967, the American Basketball Association was formed, a league that would have a definitive impact on the NBA in its nine-year-long run. Now, would you believe that the ABA can actually trace its origins to football? Well, Dennis Murphy is considered the godfather of the ABA, and he had put a team of investors together in an attempt to bring a football team to Southern California to join the AFL. Feeling a merger was on the way between the AFL and NFL, Murphy wanted to take advantage and get a team ready to be absorbed. But the merger happened faster than Murphy anticipated, squashing his plans before they could come to fruition. So there he was, he had the money, and he had the people, he didn't want to waste it, so he needed to do something. He surveyed the sports landscape, seeing there was only one basketball league and one hockey league. Well, he didn't know anything about hockey, so Murphy decided to start a basketball league to compete with the 12-team NBA. For $5,000, one could buy a franchise in the new league, and one of the first things he needed to do was to hire a commissioner. Murphy sought out the original big man of the NBA, George Mikan, to be the commissioner of the new league. It wasn't until about 10 minutes before the official announcement of the league on this day that Mikan actually accepted the job, and it was Mikan who shaped the league into what it became. One league official said that without Mikan, there would have been no ABA. Mikan pushed hard for the signature red, white, and blue ball saying that the brown ball of the NBA was tough to see. The multicolored ball may have been gimmicky, but it gave the league its identity. The ABA was the outlaw league whose goal was to push the staid atmosphere of the NBA aside and create something unique and fun to watch. Players like Dr. J, Artis Gilmore, David Thompson, Mel Daniels, Connie Hawkins, and the Iceman George Gervin brought a brand of basketball that few had ever seen. And with the addition of the three-point shot and a more wide-open style on the court, it became a spectacle. The ABA had 11 teams that first year, and never grew beyond that. By 1976, when the league was set to merge with the NBA, it was down to seven teams, with four of those – the Denver Nuggets, the San Antonio Spurs, the New Jersey Nets, and the Indianapolis Pacers – being absorbed by the NBA former ABA player and coach, and later NBA coach Doug Moe, said that the NBA was a rinky-dink league at the time of the merger. And it wasn't until David Stern was brought in as commissioner of the NBA that it actually figured out how to put a good product on the floor. Drawing from the ABA by incorporating the three-point shot, the spectacle around the All-Star weekend with the dunk contest, the NBA began to take off. Most said the NBA of the 80s was like the ABA of the 70s. Dr. J noted that the ABA's impact on the NBA was quite noticeable during the first All-Star Game after the merger in 1977, when nearly half of the players selected were former ABA players. Would the NBA be what it is today without the influence from the ABA, and what started on this day back in 1967? Also on this day, two legendary Green Bay Packer coaches stepped down. In 1950, it was Curly Lambeau who stepped away from coaching and the general manager position. And in 1968, Vince Lombardi stepped away from the sideline but did stick around another year as the GM. In 2003, Regina Jacobs proved that age is just a number, becoming the first woman to break the four-minute barrier in the indoor 1500 meter, running 3 minutes 59.98 seconds at the age of 39. She is still the only woman to run a sub-four indoor 1500 meter. And in 2014, Oakland Raider Ray Guy became the first pure punter to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. That's all for today, more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.